Despite Louisville defeating the Pittsburgh Panthers 24-10 on Saturday evening, there are two things that have become increasingly clear, and that is, number one, the concerns surrounding the Louisville offense are valid, and number two, running back Travion Cooley needs more carries moving forward. On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we'll break both of those takeaways down and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. This episode of the show is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between the Louisville Cardinals and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team every day. As I mentioned, two takeaways are starting to become increasingly clear that were definitely um, continued to um, you know, progress in that game against Pittsburgh for the Louisville Cardinals. That's number one. The concerns surrounding the Cardinals' offense are valid. Number two, running back Travion Cooley needs more carries moving forward. In the final segment, we'll dive right on into the weekly mailbag. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the first uh, takeaway, and that is the fact that the Cardinal offense, uh, the concerns surrounding the offense's struggles I mean, they're valid. Um, it's no secret that the matchup against Pittsburgh was a defensive slugfest. Neither offense able to get going. Only 24-10. to 10, uh, Both teams had um, under 330 yards of total offense. Um, it was a defensive matchup that the Louisville Cardinals, for the second time this season, uh, needed a strong, strong defensive effort to win a football game. Two of the four wins have come from huge uh, defensive performances. So that is something obviously that is not going to be looked at beneficially. And then you break down this game in particular, um, the Cardinals only had 312 yards. Pittsburgh actually outgained the Cardinals 326 to 312, um, 190 passing yards, 122 rushing yards for Scott Satterfield's team. Um, and 17 offensive points. Um, you break down how the Lowell offense um, played half by half the first half. Um, Pittsburgh turned the ball over three times. Lowell wasn't able to um, capitalize on either of those. Um, now, granted, I will say, to be fair, you have to look at it in the sense of all three of Pittsburgh's turnovers were deep in the Lowell territory. So I believe all were inside of uh, the Louisville 20-yard line, so Louisville was then forced to go 80 yards at least to get to the end zone, um, and that's obviously a tough thing to do. Easier said than done, so definitely worth noting, but granted, they were still not able to capital. Excuse me. They were still not able to capitalize on any of their, those turnovers. They had one impressive drive. Other than that, uh, multiple punts. They had a turnover on downs, um, and then... Um, you know, obviously the end of the first half. Second half rolls around um, a couple punts and Malik Cunningham interception, which was, um, you know, definitely a, a big mistake. Um, and then you had the big touchdown drive, which was big. It put your team up by, I think it was 14 to 10, uh, 
over 40-yard field goal from James Turner increased the lead to seven, and then obviously the strip sack, the scoop and score at the end of the game doubled the lead to 14. So overall, um, not necessarily a solid performance for the Cardinals offensively in this one. Malik Cunningham was only 10 of 21 for 122 yards, two touchdowns and an interception um, to go along with a 58 quarterback rating, which uh, simply put is just not a good rating. Um, rushing the ball wise, uh, a modest effort, 30 carries for 122 yards uh, collectively, 4.1 yards per carry. That's factoring in the um, the uh, negative rushing and the team sacks. Um, Cooley had 75 yards on the ground. Malik Cunningham was right after him with 46. Jawar Jordan, 5 for 13. Jalen Mitchell, 1 for 2. Obviously, no Tyon Evans in this matchup. So, um, I think the rushing attack was, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything special, but it wasn't bad either. I think that the passing attack was really the the kind of the Achilles heel of the offense once again. Now, granted, I will say Pittsburgh has one of the better defenses in the ACC, one of the better defense has, defenses that the Cardinals will see this season, a solid defensive line, a defense that is top 15 in sacks coming into this matchup, but, you know, solid defensive backs as well. So at the end of the day, it would be different if the offense was rolling and it was high octane and you're know, putting up a lot of points each and every week and just looking pretty solid and then maybe having a tough game against a good Pittsburgh defensive squad. But it's concerning to me is that we are seven games into the season and it still feels like there hasn't been one performance to where you look and you're like, okay, the Louisville offense really, really, really looked good in this one. And, and they didn't necessarily have a lot of mistakes. Um, I think that the main areas for concern, number one, penalties, uh, six for 70 in the ball game for the Cardinals um, in this one. Um, granted, not all those were on offense, but some timely holding calls, uh, kind of the the tail of the season, which is, you know, costly penalties have quickly derailed drives. Um, they have taken Louisville out of, you know, touchdown position. They have taking the Louisville um, out of field goal position. They've really just done a, a huge number on momentum throughout many games this season. I get it. Penalties are, um, you know, going to be hard to be avoided altogether, and a lot of teams struggle with that. But at the end of the day, that's still no excuse. So, yeah, I mean, I think that you really want to clean that up, you know, a lack of discipline when it comes to, um, you know, beating yourselves, um, you know, getting holding calls, illegal block in the back, chop blocks, illegal block below the waist, false starts. I mean, you name it, Louisville has really been struggling with that almost seemingly every game this season outside of maybe some blowouts. Um, but even in those games, I mean, there's been some costly penalties. So penalties are the things that, you know, I, I think kind of justifies the concerns. Uh, obviously, maybe – when it comes to the priority list or the pecking order of concerns, maybe it's not necessarily the highest, but but it's definitely up there. And number two, um, I think it's a mixture of things. I think it's a mixture of you know predictive play calling. I think it's Malik Cunningham not playing up to um, you know the level that we know he can play. So granted, Louisville's offensive play calling has been a as an aspect of 
the offense that many fans have not been fans of. Well, many fans have not been fans of. Many people have not been fans of uh, since Satterfield got to the university um, with a multiple-year starter at quarterback with a running back committee that was, by all means, supposed to be better than last year's. Um, a wide receiver core that lost some pieces but still – Got some players in the transfer portal, returned some solid returnees as well. An offensive line that's veteran-led with multiple-year starters, a lot of snaps under their collective belts. And then you have Marshawn Ford, who is uh, one of, if not the best tight ends in the ACC in terms of talent. So, um, yeah, I think that there's just, when you look at what this offense has done, we're seven games into the season, and I feel like we're still just not there yet. Um Granted, you know, maybe it's the play calling. You know, I think that, you know, second and long runs have kind of been detrimental to where you put in the team in third and long situations. Um, and, you know, it's it, it's kind of been a situation to where, um, you know, the passing side of things has really just not been able to, you know, develop over the course of the season. I think that the rushing attack is, is starting to come into its own, like, Yo, it has been for the past handful of seasons, a little rushing attack, very solid with a great dual threat quarterback. Um, but I also think some of this is on Malik Cunningham as well, and we need to see um, him, you know, go through his reads confidently, um, you know, make the adjustments and, um, you know, just make the best decisions and, um, you know, don't be hesitant with his reads. And I understand it's easier said than done, and people will say, oh, well, you're too critical of Malik when it's the play calling and, and things of that nature. Well, I, I don't think it's it's wrong to expect more from a multiple-year starter at quarterback. I mean, you're talking about a sixth-year quarterback that has been in this system for, what is this, the fourth year? Um, it's just we shouldn't be having these issues in the fourth year of this head coaching tenure with a lot of the same pieces. I mean, there's a veteran-led offensive line that's very solid. There's good running backs. There's a solid receiving core. Um, and then you have a quarterback that has shown that, you know, he has a lot of talent. He has a lot of ability to create something out of nothing. He has the passing potential. Um, I, I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's a mixture of the play calling. I also think it, it, it's kind of as simple as Malik Cunningham needs to um, become a better passer. Um, through the next five games, whether that is um, just you know having better deep ball accuracy, looking to go deep, um, testing the defense, you know making some quicker decisions when it comes to um, throwing to receivers in the intermediate areas of the field. Now, granted, like I said, I'm not a football coach or anything, so don't clown me or anything like that. If you feel like I don't know what I'm talking about, but put it this way, I just I just don't feel comfortable with the offense as it currently stands um, you know, through seven games. Now, granted, it definitely can get better, and it's, it hasn't all been bad. I mean, this has been a team that has scored over 30 points multiple times this season. But there's also been times where consistency has just been a major issue. Um, you know, trying to put a consistent um, half of football together or even a consistent game. I'm not sure the last time Wolves had a full-on consistent, solid performance, um, you know, both offense and defense in a, in a game. So, 
Um, that's something to focus on. So I think it's it's a little bit of everything. It's not just on Willie Cunningham. It's not just on, you know, the play calling. It's not just on penalties. It's a mixture of everything. But I think that the concerns are valid because we've yet to see, I would say, a very, very good performance from the offense as it lives up to its own standards. So, um, but I think that one thing is clear. Like I said, the concerns have become increasingly clear, but there's also another thing that's become clear. That's the fact that running back Travion Cooley deserves more carries um, for the near future going into the rest of the season. Um, we'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about Simply Safe. As everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it. I love it. You'll love it too because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. I've been using it for a couple of months now with the door chimes. Um, it has allowed me to. Make sure that I feel comfortable with the safety of my home, uh, whether that's helping avert a break-in, the effectiveness of the technology, or just feeling extra supported by, by our team. Um, with 24-7 professional monitoring, when a threat is detective simply saves monitoring professionals, promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to, re to be um, you know, reached. The professional monitoring costs just under $1 a day, so don't miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash college today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash college. Go today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So moving right on along, uh, discussing Travion Cooley. Um, I think he is a player that deserves more carries moving forward through the rest of the season. Now, granted, um, before you get into the rationale of that, you have to um, explain the context. Louisville's offense isn't necessarily one that is going to be able to support a player getting 25 to 30 carries regularly. When you have a, a dual-threat quarterback like Malik Cunningham that uh, takes away some of those carries, Tyon Evans will be coming back eventually, uh, possibly back this week. Jalen Mitchell will you know, receive some work whenever he continues to work himself back from injury. Jawar Jordan as well. But Travion Cooley has, um, in my opinion, I think that he has earned um, definitely a, a possible starting role. I think that um, you know he deserves to get around 18 to maybe even 20 carries a game. Look, I think that he's that good. And some people will say, well, what about Tyon Evans? What about Jalen Mitchell? What about Jawar Jordan? Look, I get it. You could probably make the case for a lot of these guys, but I think Travion Cooley is the hot hand. In the past two games, he's rushed for over 70 yards, uh, 11 for 75 uh, against Pittsburgh, averaging 6.8 yards per carry. Had two receptions for 14 yards. Did have uh, a couple instances to where uh, I think he had a dropped pass, which it is what it is uh, against Virginia. 18 for 77 on the ground. One touchdown um, to go with that. And, um, you know, the first couple games of the season he was hurt. Um, had 11 carry 75-yard performance against uh, South Florida. Didn't necessarily look the greatest against Florida State and Boston College, but overall on the season averaging just about uh, five yards per carry. Uh, which is pretty solid. Two rushing touchdowns, eight 
receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think that Travion Cooley was a player in the offseason that kind of got overlooked because you had Tyon Evans, who was the projected starter, the transfer from Tennessee that everyone was raving about, and rightfully so. Joar Jordan was getting a lot of recognition from the coaching staff. Jalen Mitchell was a player that has been in this offense for multiple seasons now, so a lot of people were talking about Mitchell. Travion Cooley seemed like he was talked about the least uh, of the four, or at least that's kind of the vibe that I got. And honestly, I think that Travion Cooley is maybe the most complete running back on the team when it comes to receiving potential. I think that he's very solid when it comes to uh, running between the tackles. Um, has a deceptive speed on the outside. Um, Travion Cooley, you know, being uh, 5'10", 211 pounds, uh, a bigger running back when it comes to size, um, I, I think that he has a unique blend of power and speed to where, you know, he's you know, very solid when it comes to running between the tackles, but also if he's able to get on the outside and turn the corner and get into that second level of the defense, I think that he definitely has that explosiveness going forward. So um, I think that he's a player that has turned in two solid performances. And I think for Scott Satterfield and company, it's about riding the hot hand here. I think that, you know, going into the Wake Forest matchup, going into the James Madison matchup, um, I understand, you know, Tyon Evans is a player who's very dynamic and it's going to be hard to uh, take away, you know, all of his touches. And I get it, but I think that Travion Cooley needs to get about 18 to 20 touches a game because he's shown, you know, five yards a carry. That, that's pretty solid. Now, granted, some big runs. Runs may have skewed those numbers, but he's still a player that has been solid when his numbers been called was good last season toward the end of the year. Uh, this season, he's shown that potential as well. So just something that you have to focus on. And I think moving forward, this is an interesting conversation uh, when it comes to game planning for the, the rest of the season is, okay, um, you know, on average, you know, Louisville is, is a run dominant team. You know, they run the ball more so than... They pass it. It's probably about 65 to 35 or something along that. I'm not sure the exact uh, splits. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, when you look at the overall rushing numbers, Malik Cunningham has 80 carries on the season. Travion Cooley leads the running backs with 56. Tyon Evans has 53. Um, actually, Joar Jordan leads the running backs with 58. Uh, Jalen Mitchell only has five carries. Now, granted, he's going to get some more carries throughout the season. Um, but I just think that, um, like I said, I think that you're going to have to take some touches away from someone, but, um, you know, for good reason, because Travion Cooley, uh, I think, is the, the running back that needs to be served as the feature back moving forward. Um, now, granted, Tyon Evans can definitely maybe retake that title um, with a solid performance, but, you know, he's kind of been banged up recently. Um, just overall, I think that... Um, you can't go wrong either way, right? Um, Tyon is solid. Travion is solid. But um, two performances over 70 yards on the ground. Um, you know, momentum. Uh, you know, who knows w with the possibility that, you know, if um, if Travion Cooley is able to turn in another good performance, I mean, I think that that definitely elevates the potential of the offense as a whole because you have, you know, some continuity. Now, granted, I think one of the strengths of the Louisville rushing attack is the fact that you have multiple players that can really show out on any given afternoon. But, um, yeah, I think that I think that this one is pretty straightforward here. I, I like 
the offense when Travion Cooley is out there. He's been very solid with the absence of Tyon Evans. Um, but I think that even when Evans comes back, there needs to be you know a set role for uh, Travion Cooley moving forward, and that's not a role that you know is is served as a as a backup or, or you know a player that receives like eight to ten touches a game. I think you should be at the very least fifteen a game. So I, I think that it needs to be a consistent amount of uh, carries uh, moving forward until he shows you that he shouldn't get those. But as of right now. You know, three of his, what, five performances, he's rushed for over 70 yards. So I think that it speaks for itself. So um, we'll take a little bit of a step back from football, dive into the weekly mailbag segment. Um, we will do that here in just a second uh, after we talk about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's definitely not it. That's not it. Tenth time's a charm. I'm sorry about that. Um, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access for the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Um, it's so easy to create a free job post on the platform. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So moving into the final segment of the show today on this Tuesday edition, we're going to dive into the weekly mailbag. A couple of good questions. Um, number one, this is the last time I'm going to answer this one. How big of a loss will DJ Wagner be for the Louisville Cardinals when he goes to Kentucky? It's it's a big loss. I'll be honest. It's a big loss. Um, that's the last time I'm going to talk about this. Um, you know, it, the writing is on the wall. He's likely going to end up at Kentucky. I don't think that that is a, a secret at this point. Um, it's a big loss. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not going to be, but I'm also not going to sit here and act like just because DJ doesn't commit to Louisville means that the sky is falling. Um, you know, you have the opportunity to possibly go out and get a five-star guard in AJ Johnson. There's a possibility that Elliot Cadeau, the number one uh, point guard in the 2024 class, is possibly thinking about reclassifying through the rumor mill. Um, it, it's a big loss. It would be a big loss. It would sting, especially losing him to your rival, but at the end of the day, um, it's not going to ruin this program. So um, that's all I'm going to talk about there. Uh, moving forward, um, does this win um, lead you to believe that the matchup against Wake Forest is more important than it was uh, just a couple days ago before the game? I get the premise of this question. Um, I would say yes, just because you're one win closer to bowl eligibility. Um, I don't think it's it's very. I mean, I don't think it's very 
hard to say that either way because if you were to lose against Pittsburgh, you can make it to where it's like, okay, Wake Forest is actually a must-win game. And now it's like um, you lose to Wake Forest. It's like, eh, you still have a chance to to beat uh, two of the four teams left on your schedule to get the bowl eligibility. So I guess there's a couple of different ways you could look at that. But ultimately, I think that um, – yeah, I think that it, in my opinion, it's more important because it, it, it would have more implications on bowl eligibility. Uh, you could get to that five win mark, which would be huge, and you have the potential to really, really get that momentum back. And there's going to be a segment later this week talking about that as well. Um, the next question, basketball-wise, um, am I wrong to believe that this team can make a lot of noise in the postseason? Um assuming that there's not a postseason ban from the um, IARP or whenever that uh, decision will be made, whether it's 2022 or 2042. Seems like the uh, NCAA and company are in no hurry. Um, but, I mean, I'm, you're not wrong because you never know what this season's going to hold. I would caution you to have too high of expectations because I think that we have to be realistic here. Uh, my expectation is the team needs to make the tournament. Um, year one, you have some solid pieces, um, you know, a year of uh, or an offseason of development. I, I think that that is pretty straightforward and you should be able to make the tournament. And then anything after that, in my opinion, is obviously um, some good news and icing on the cake. So the final question. OK, this is um, I, I'm not going to really dive too much into this, um, but I w- with some news that came out today, I or news that came out yesterday, I didn't want to address it. Um, how do you feel about the current um, announcing at Louisville? I think it's good. Um, you know, I don't necessarily know Michael Latin, the football PA announcer, that that well, uh, but I am very good friends with the men's basketball and women's basketball PA announcers, uh, uh, Lance McGarvey and Doug Wilhelm. They're, they've been mentors to me, very good to me. They're very good at what they do, two of the best um, in the industry at announcing um, two contrasting styles, but very, very exciting. Um, they're very, very good at what they do in the university. of was very lucky um, in the uh, post Sean Moth, um, you know, era of Louisville athletics. They really hit home runs in, in Lance McGarvey and Doug Wilhelm. So that's going to wrap up the mailbag for today. Very quick mailbag, but um, I, I do want to extend my thoughts out to Lance McGarvey. He tweeted out on, um, Monday that he's been dealing with a lesion um, in his skull, which, um, you know, the doctors and the neurosurgeons, uh, neurologists believe that um, it's not that severe or, you know, they've received some good news, which is good. So definitely um, extend your thoughts and prayers out to Lance, a very, very good guy, Um, you know, been such a a huge pillar in this um, community of Louisville Athletics for the past handful of seasons. So our thoughts go out to Lance. Um, He's a good friend of the show, good friend of the Cardinal Sports Zone show. Um, You know, wish him the best. Um, Our thoughts are out with you, pal. So, um, but that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.